Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Daniel Urbino from Ride One Up, an e-bike company that's lowering the barrier to entry for consumers. Hey, Daniel, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Drew, how you doing? Doing good. Tell us about Ride One Up. Definitely. Ride One Up was founded in 2018 by Kevin Duggar. At that point in time, the market really lacked a product line that combined quality and performance with affordability. Kevin has a deep background in bike mechanics and has a unique eye for innovation and design. Coming from a, a Dutch background, he has a very practical perspective of using bikes, which are more viewed as a mode of transportation first in Europe versus recreation. Therefore, Kevin started the company with the goal of taking more cars off the road, using e-bikes for utility purposes, whether it's commuting, running errands, or really just getting from point A to point B as efficiently as possible. And this is really supported with our idea of the Ride One Up Pledge. We actually give our customers like a pretty nice discount and they're able to save money by pledging to replace car trips with their bike each month. So the company was founded with a direct-to-consumer focus in 2018. Awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about you and your background. Yeah. Uh, I grew up actually in San Diego, California. I went to school for business economics. I started off my career in corporate finance and accounting. I was a certified public accountant for many years. And through those experiences, I got great exposure to entrepreneurs and various businesses and different industries. You know, I really was exposed to what business styles worked, what didn't work, different business plans, different business strategies, structure, and things like that. So I've always had an interest and enjoyed working with business owners and entrepreneurs. And and that's really kind of led me to where I am today, where my experience covers lots of different types and sizes of companies. I've worked with startup brands in the past, but I've also worked with like large publicly traded companies where we've had tens of thousands of employees generating billions of dollars of of revenue on an annual basis. So with that foundation, I I started getting some exposure about five to 10 years ago in the e-commerce space and haven't really looked back ever since. So what what made you decide to make the switch from like accounting to e-com? Uh, well, frankly, it's a whole lot more exciting than debits and credits, to be honest. Uh, and uh, you know, when I had this opportunity and I met Kevin at the end of 2020, I had a basic understanding of the e-bike market. But after you know doing some extensive due diligence and research, I saw a massive opportunity, not only with a booming industry, but a very a well-positioned company with Ride One Up. Yeah, I know the end of end of 2020 was when there was a big, you know, big bike craze. Everyone wanted bikes. There weren't enough bikes to go around, and it was you know the kind of thing where you were calling bike shops all over to find find the bike you were looking for, and you could just you could just never find it. So, how did you get started with Ride One Up? Yeah, so I met Kevin, and you know, I learned more about the industry. We were introduced uh, through some mutual colleagues, and you know, after meeting Kevin and really learning about this incredible product that he created, we realized that we had very complementary backgrounds. You know, Kevin focuses a great deal on 
product innovation. You know, he has a background in bike mechanics and a key eye for, for design. And with my uh, background in operations, finance, and strategy, uh, we, we teamed up and we've been growing this business pretty, pretty quickly. Awesome. What differentiates Ride One Up from other e-bike companies? Yeah. So when we, when Kevin started the business, he really focused on commuter style e-bikes with sleek integrated battery designs. You know, when the company was founded, our bikes really looked like traditional bikes first versus these bulky batteries on these e-bikes with, you know, really just massive batteries bolted onto a, a bike frame. And really when we look at what do we do here at Ride One Up is that we focus on high quality, high performing bikes at extremely affordable rates. Um, when you look at the e-bike industry, there's a very wide spectrum. There are cheap Amazon e-bikes that you could buy for a few hundred, even cheaper, you can go to Alibaba and order an e-bike. And on the flip side of that spectrum, there are very expensive electric bikes that cost as much or or more than some used cars. So for us, we know what we do well. And our real sweet spot is that one to $2,000 range where we combine that, that idea of quality with affordability. And we do that by focusing on quality components with our build, with our builds. And we really use name brand components that are really designed to really last a lifetime. You know, we use uh, Samsung and LG cells in our batteries when maintained, they should last you know, thousands of miles and, and years. Yeah, last summer I um, I rented an e-bike from Norco, and I believe the price tag was like eleven thousand dollars on it. And you know, it was a lot of fun, but it was definitely wasn't eleven thousand dollars for the fun. It's kind of hard to to think that you know you could buy a bike that costs more than your first car, like significantly more than your first car. Obviously, there's you know road bikes and stuff like that that cost that much too, but that's just a lot of money. So I was very interested to see that you had a range of products that were in that two thousand dollar range. Yeah, and I think. And, you know, in the earlier days of the e-bike industry, price was a significant barrier to entry for a lot of consumers. And the great thing about what we're doing here at Ride One Up is that we have always been direct-to-consumer focused first. You know, by doing so, we are able to avoid the traditional retail markup, which could be 30 to 40, maybe 50% in some scenarios. And while focusing on our lean supply chain, we're able to focus on the most important stakeholder. That stakeholder is the consumer. You know, in exchange for buying a bike direct to consumer from Ride One Up, you're able to get a very high quality bike at a very affordable price. I know that you guys have been doing this for a decently long while now. But do you think that companies like Canyon and others who have been selling bikes direct to consumer have kind of made it easier to sell, you know, such expensive products like bikes just direct to consumer without people going into a shop and feeling it? Yeah, you know, they they've definitely paved the way for sure. You know, I think when I look at just general e-commerce, it's very natural for us today in our society to, you know, hop on Amazon or any of these 
um, online services where you can have products shipped to you in one or two days. And I think we've been a bit spoiled, but the, the e-bike industry is a little different. It's, it's still shifting. It's a little behind the Amazon culture. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate customers and we're trying to spread the word that you don't have to buy a bike in every single scenario at a retail location. And I'm not saying that direct-to-consumer fits for everyone because there are going to be those consumers you know, that want to, um, to look and feel and touch the bike before purchasing. And what we're trying to do here at Ride1Up is, although we're D2C first, you know, we're trying to come up with different ways where we were able to get our bikes in front of folks. You know, I think for us, what's been really helpful in our growth trajectory are online reviews. You know, I think when we look at what separates us here is we've built our reputation on our product line. And it's been really good for us to spread the word via word of mouth, referral, and other types of online reviews. And it really starts with a quality product. In the earlier stages, a lot of these like leading media sites were getting wind of our product through customer feedback, which is extremely important for us. And we were able to establish some great working relationships with some of the industry professionals, um, such as Electric, Forbes, and Bicycling.com. And they've been able to feature our products online. So having a lot of online content from like these larger media sites, but also actual users that are sharing their experiences on blogs and social media and other um, like video platforms such as YouTube reduces that friction of having to touch and see a bike in person because you're hearing from actual customers. Yep, absolutely. And the the price point that you guys are at is no not prohibitive for many people by comparison to other offerings that are, you know, double or triple the price. And I mean, looking at your spec sheets, the components you're putting on these bikes are really high quality. So you know that, you know, obviously you're going to get good reviews because you're putting good stuff into the bikes. Yeah, totally. And that, again, is just focusing on our ability to run a very lean organization, being direct to consumer first. We don't have retail locations across the United States where you know, we're paying for, um, for, for leases and overhead and utilities and all these different areas where, again, we just focus on the main, con- the, the main stakeholder here, and that's the consumer. How do you develop your products? I saw that you've released some new bikes and I'm sure you have some in the works. What does that process look like? Yeah, so we work with contract manufacturers overseas and we source product from all across the US, or sorry, the United, the, the world. And with that, we do all of our product design and innovation based out of our headquarters in San Diego. Um, Kevin Duggar leads our product team all the designs are done here. And really what drives a lot of our design and our focus is you know, what are customers telling us? You know, we really take to heart feedback from our customers. You know, we, we document requests all the time about, you know, it would be nice to see this feature on a bike, or it'd be great to improve um, you know, this generation of a certain line. And that's what we're trying to do here is we're always trying to innovate and stay ahead of the curve. Do you see anything like promising on the horizon with new battery technology and electric cars and stuff like that that's kind of 
making the ability for these bikes to go further and last longer uh, possibility? Yeah, you know, I think from a from a battery perspective, you know, it's really incredible the range and the ability to go further that 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 we've experienced recently. And I think what's what's even more impressive, a lot of these e-bikes today don't really look like e-bikes. The integrated battery design which really set us apart earlier in the days is becoming more common, but there is a trade-off. I think a lot of these times where everyone's focused on range, it's a bit difficult to to fit such a large battery where you know people are shooting for a hundred miles plus in a natural bike frame to to look integrated and look sleek. So there's a trade-off here. And then you also kind of get into that 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 area of of, of weight. You know, some of these e-bikes with very extended ranges are very heavy e-bikes, but we see with the improved technology that that weight is actually coming down quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the bike that I was on last summer was, I don't remember the exact weight, but it was incredibly heavy. I wouldn't want to put that thing on a bike rack every day if I had to. But let's dig in a little bit more on kind of your original mission for like replacing car trips with bike rides and getting more people on bikes. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit more? Yeah, totally. Earlier, you know, I, I brought up the idea of the Ride One Up Pledge. And, you know, in Kevin's background, uh, coming from a Dutch background, a lot of the commuting we do can potentially be replaced with a car. Sorry, your car could be replaced with an e-bike. You know, there have been various studies done where 60% of car trips are within five miles of a driver's home. And we believe with an e-bike that has utility aspects, whether it's an integrated cargo rack or a front rack or other packages like that, such as pannier bags, you're able to eliminate many of those car trips, which will ultimately have an impact on on reducing emissions. And we get it that we love this idea and this mission, but it's not practical for every single consumer based on your uh, you know your city and the way things are structured. But we what we do see really practical here is having an e-bike replace your second car. Uh, we we see a lot of families looking to uh, get rid of their second car in lieu of some of our cargo e-bikes. Yeah, I think that I think that's so true. A lot of the U.S. is not built for bike transportation, but there definitely are places where it is, and it probably would improve you know traffic and lots of other things if we all did kind of think think about bikes first versus just hopping in the car and going someplace. Definitely. Since you transitioned from kind of accounting into e-commerce in the bike space, what advice would you give to someone that wants to get into the bike industry? I think first off is go for it. And I think when I made a transition out of my original profession, you know, I always had this idea that I didn't know enough I had a lot of learning to do. And fortunately, there is so much available content that's out there. You know, you don't necessarily have to go to business school. You know, there's a lot of learnings by trying new business ventures, learning from others. Um, having mentorship is really important as well. Yeah, I dig it. There's lots of opportunities too. You know, you wouldn't think that 
for example, say you're a software engineer, there are bike companies that are have software engineering jobs, but but they do. So it's it's very interesting to see that you know you can definitely break into this industry with a current skill set that you have without even needing to like learn something completely new. Definitely. Where do you see this business going in the next uh, five years? Yeah. So where I see us is, you know, one of the main leaders in the direct to consumer space. I think if we look at the e-bike industry, direct to consumer is, is gaining more traction every year. And what's interesting about the e-bike industry it's really not at its maturity state. It's continuing to evolve where five to 10 years ago, the consumer of an e-bike was a very serious bike enthusiast. Whereas now I think you're seeing a, a bigger population or a bigger percentage of consumers coming from a general consumer background. You know, they're seeing more of these e-bikes on the road. They're learning more from friends and family. They're learning more from, from what's online. And I think what the great thing is about this is that being direct to consumer, you can learn a whole lot about Ride One Up based on available content online in the comfort of your own home without even having to go into an e-bike shop. And I think what's great about this growing e-bike community is that it really touches all demographics. I think the demographic of an e-bike owner has significantly changed and broadened over time. And I think one of the great things about Ride One Up is that we're creating a product line that answers e-bike consumer needs and requests for all demographics. And the great thing about e-bikes is that you can use them for exercise, you can use them for muting, you could use them for uh, you know, commercial purposes, whether it's food delivery. And the great thing about Ride One Up is that we're a very inclusive brand and we just really want to share our product with this growing population of folks that, that could really benefit from an e-bike. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that the barrier to entry that you have is so low and that the the products that you're you're building aren't like, you know, this is uh, a top tier mountain bike kind of thing. It's just much more geared towards something that you would use every day versus, you know, once a week or once a month uh, and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. Before we wrap things up, I want to give you one more chance to plug the company and tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, totally. So our e-commerce website can be found at rideoneup.com. That's R-I-D-E numerical one up.com. Instagram is ride underscore one up. Facebook is ride one up. If you're really looking for the most recent company updates, product releases, and just informative overall e-bike content, our newsletter is a great way to sign up. And I think when we look at where we're going for our business, we've launched two new products this year, and we're not done yet. We're going to continue to innovate. We're going to continue creating products that the market's going to be looking for. Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. It was great talking to you today. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.